All right, and hello everybody to this somethingth episode of Peter Draws Content Free Podcast. The podcast where I sit here and I tell you a few things. Perhaps I'll ask you a couple of questions. I'll I'll ask you those questions and then pause a little bit to give you a chance to answer, won't I? Anyways, thank you for joining me here today. I hope you're doing okay. <sighs> the big, a couple of big changes in my life, of course, uh, the most momentous being that I've just recently moved. I used to live in a apartment in Wilmington, North Carolina, and now I live in a house outside of Wilmington, North Carolina. I, it's actually closer to Jacksonville, North Carolina. Between the two, but closer to Jacksonville. There's a lot of Jacksonvilles. I know there's a Jacksonville. Uh, probably maybe the most popular Jacksonville is Florida. But also I know of a Jacksonville, Illinois, because there's a Sufjan Stevens song about it. There was a point where Sufjan acted like he was making an album for ever, every state of the United States. I think he made one for Michigan. I think he made one for Illinois. Uh, he hasn't gotten to North Carolina yet, but I'll be excited if he ever does. It's good, to, it's good sometimes. You make a big goal, and you set out, and you accomplish some things, and even if you don't make it to the end of that big goal, uh, you still accomplish you still accomplish some things that you maybe wouldn't have otherwise if you hadn't made that big goal. He made two state albums, and he had a, had a goal of making 50. But what, what else was he supposed to do? Make a goal of making one? Then he made, would have only made one. I don't know, maybe he made more or less. I'm, I'm not totally, you know, I don't, I don't like read his... I'm not like... I, I like him as an artist. I like listening to his music, but I don't like re read all the lore and stuff on him. Anyways, I moved here. I'm renting a house out here, kind of in the middle of nowhere. It's a little bit out in the sticks. Uh, one thing that should give you an indication of this type of place I'm living is that the house I moved into here, uh, it came with chickens. A little chicken coop attached to a shed in the back. And, uh, four chickens, I think six chicks. It's hard to count the chicks. They're always bumbling around together next to each other and hiding under the mama chicken, tucked away under things. Um, chicken, the mama chicken is very protective of them. So I haven't had any fresh eggs or anything yet. I'm not really, uh, you know, cause the, the, there's a rooster. One of the chickens, I said four chickens. It's actually three chickens and a rooster. Uh, so I guess the rooster fertilizes the eggs, and that's the reason why there's a bunch of, there's those little chicks, they hatch. Usually when you have eggs, they're unfertilized. Unless you go to the Philippines and uh, you get the delicacy known as balut, which is, um, I guess you cook them, but they're eggs, fertilized eggs, like right before they hatch. Get the nice little, the nice little crunch of the little, little little bones in there. I guess is a nice consistency. 
Nice texture. I uh, never seen that appetizing to me, but teach their own, I suppose. Anyways, um, yeah, it came with chickens. The landlord's gonna come grab a couple of them, but leave a few of them with me, and I can raise these chicks up in the way they should go, and maybe teach them how to make art. We'll see how it goes. I'm never, I've never been much of a chicken, a chicken herd, chicken herder, but. Um, maybe that's just because I don't have much experience. I have fed chickens before, uh, but I've never lived, I never cohabitated. Um, so I've got a house. I'm just partially moved in, uh, you know, because, like I said, I think I mentioned this in my previous video. I've, I'm, I'm like this kind of weird, excruciating distance away from uh, my previous place where I lived. In that, and also, I moved here and got this. I started renting this place before the lease on the other place was up, so uh, I kind of have access to both places. So I can just kind of keep and keep on going back and forth between them. But it's an hour drive, so every time I realize I don't have something I need, I think, should I drive the one hour back to the old apartment and grab that thing I need, or drive the 15, 20, 30 minutes into the appropriate into Jacksonville? and grab the thing I need there at the appropriate store. It's tough. It's tough. A lot of decisions to be made. And I got a, um, I actually just ordered, I bought, you know, I think maybe I should have gone to Home Depot or something and done this, but I'm a man of my generation and I bought a lawnmower on Amazon. Just a little push lawnmower. I, I almost bought one of those totally gasless, powerless push ones, you know, just with the blades that spin around. I almost did that, but then I didn't. Something inside me told me not to. I grew up mowing the lawn every week with a push lawn mower. Every now and then I was able to talk my parents out of it. Just I, I would be out there on my hands and knees staring at the grass, pushing my finger down into it, showing them how it's not really that long, guys. Look, I... Like, cause I, I don't mind mowing the grass when it's nice and long and it's satisfying to mow it. You can see where you've mown and where you haven't yet the crisp, clean lines as you go back and forth making progress, right? It feels good to make progress, but it's frustrating to mow the lawn when it, it just, it just barely needs it, right? The grass has only grown a little bit and you can't even really tell where you've mown and where you haven't mown. You've got to like get down, get it right, get the lot. The, like the, the, the sun sh shining across it just right to see and you think you might be re-mowing some parts of it you're not sure that's just frustrating and unsatisfying and no one wants that sometimes i'll be able to talk my parents out of it but most weeks i mowed the lawn with a push lawnmower growing up so you know life is a series of loops and circles and roundabouts they say it's the, that's what wise people say and here we are once again. I bought a, I bought like the cheapest one ever. Um, so we'll see how long that thing lasts. Maybe I'll paint it. I've, I keep on saying I'll paint a lot of things, but I haven't yet. But it's easier to imagine things painting painted in your mind than to actually go out and do it. I think is one of the main problems. Yeah. And I need to get I need to get a washer and dryer. I, the first three or four nights I slept here. I slept on a, like a sleeping pad, like one you use for camping where you blow into it and then tie it off, like you turn a little nozzle. 
it's pretty comfortable for the first half of the night, but by the morning, you can feel the floor through the bottom of it. But by that time, you're supposed to be waking up anyways. Sorry, you guys you just hear me talk through that burp a little bit. That's okay. Um, it's kind of like a very compact sleeping version of a of an air mattress, right? But you blow it up. It only takes like three or four breaths. Big breaths to blow it up. Um, and then I was sleeping on sleeping bag. And I just sleep in the middle of the living room under the ceiling fan. There's like nothing in there. I don't really have anything. Like I have a couch at home, but I don't really like that couch. How do people get couches? Do you go to like a furniture store and like have them delivered or something? I don't know. It seems really expensive. Couches. The last couch I had at my other apartment, it was given to me. And I don't even remember how I got it there. I'm not very good at asking for help when it comes to that sort of thing, like help moving and stuff. Maybe because I don't like helping other people move, so I'm very re reluctant to ask other people to help me move. It's tough. Um, I also need to get... Oh, crazy thing. Last time, when I moved into my old apartment, there was a pretty big hitch and a hiccup and a discouraging thing that happened, which was that uh, the apartment had had fleas. Apparently, you know, even though they were repainted and they, not the painting has anything to do with it, but they took out all the carpet and put brand new carpet in, the apartment had fleas. And I lived there for three months while that place had fleas. Uh, and it was pretty crazy and excruciating, but I mean, it's just like little, they're like little black dots that jump up on you, get little red itchy spots on you. I guess the person before had a dog or something. Well, what, lo and behold, I move in here. Well, I try to move in here on like a Tuesday and then they call me on Tuesday and say, you can't come get the keys right now. We're pushing you back two days because we did a walkthrough today and the the, the house has fleas. I mean, I was a little bit, I was a little bit surprised to hear that, but it obviously wasn't a new feeling. It was kind of familiar, and um, I was like, okay. you know. So they had the exterminator come and fumigate or whatever, squirt carcinogenic chemicals everywhere. Uh, just, um, I don't know, I'm imagining some sort of like Ghostbusters thing, but against little tiny flea-sized ghosts. And so then I came in, and I have to like vacuum a lot and stuff. I guess to vacuum up the little flea eggs and flea carcasses and stuff. And hopefully, I don't know, I saw a flea the first day and the second day, but I haven't seen any since then. So that's encouraging. It's encouraging. Hopefully the fleas don't last three months like they did at the other place. But the, I mean, I think the chickens could have fleas, but they never like come inside or anything. So I'm not sure. Chickens can have fleas, but I guess they're a different kind of fleas than... The person living here did have a dog that stayed inside, so that's, you know, 90% probably the reason why that happened. Why there are fleas in here. Whatever. It's fine. It's just tough. Um, so, yeah. Working on moving stuff in. The first thing I brought over, of course, you know, was a big load, a car load of, uh, you know, like all my books and stuff. And then I have my, all my desks here. I have like a U, U, my U-shaped desk with like a lot, two long pieces and a short piece. And of course, all that wouldn't fit into my car. Uh, I don't even remember how I got it 
to my apartment in the first place. I think I just ordered it on the internet and somehow it got there. I don't know. But so I was like, I need a truck or a van. I could order, you know, I could rent a moving truck or get my friend to help me. But I would never, you know, I don't want to inconvenience my friends. Uh, so even though they specifically told me, let us know anytime, we'll help you move. I was like, yeah, I'm moving in a little bit. So I went on like one of these surplus government property auction sites and one of the local community colleges was auctioning off both a, like a white panel van and a pickup truck. And I, I put little bids on both of them. I was like, yeah, I prefer the van because that's cooler carry stuff around in it you can like camp in the back of it and stuff if you want to go on road trips it's just i don't know vans are cool plus you can like paint it there's more real estate for painting if i want to paint it right but anyways as it as huck would lave it i ended up winning both auctions when i really meant to only win one or the other so now i have a truck and a van in addition to my my my, my car I think I got really good deals on them, or pretty good deals on them, and I can probably resell the truck and make some money off of it. It and uh, if I, you know, especially if I give it like clean it up a little bit, like they didn't. There's like a fleet. These are fleet vehicles, so they they don't really care. You know, they're just like dirty. The appearances didn't really matter that much. Um, if I can clean it up a little bit, a little TLC goes a long way. I, I can sell it again on Craigslist. It'll be okay. And I'll keep the van, especially because you're out here. It's nice to have two vehicles because when you have two vehicles, each vehicle doesn't need to be quite as reliable. One breaks down, you've got the other one to use while the other one's in the shop. It's a little stressful if you only have one vehicle here. In the back of your mind, you're always thinking, what if this one breaks down? Uh, like I'm stuck, I'm stranded. What am I supposed to do? You know, sometimes shops, you know, give you like a, like a loaner or something, but I don't know. It's just, it's just nice to have two peace of mind sort of thing, right? Anyway, so I have two vehicles and I use my van. I took the van back and I put, uh, well, let's just say I'm sharing one license plate between all my vehicles at this point because I bought the vehicles on a government auction website. So I picked the vehicles up one place, but the title uh, was coming from another place and that was, you know, quote unquote, in the mail. I still don't have them. Even though they said they were putting it in the mail in a couple of days, like five days ago. Like, I feel like that should be here. I've been checking the mailbox looking for that thing for like three days now. Because I can't sell, I can't sell that pickup truck until I have the title. I don't even want to post it, you know, because no one can, if someone comes and looks at it, I can't. Anyways, um, it's fine. And what was I saying? Oh yeah, I, I took, so I took my van which may or may not have been uh, an illegal thing to do. So it's all hypothetical, of course, with illegal plates on it, hypothetically, and no insurance or registration or title or anything. I took it, I drove it back to Wilmington, loaded it up with a bunch of stuff in the dead of night. And my apartment started looking worse and worse because I was like shoveling through everything, trying to find the stuff I needed, I wanted to take over to my new house, you know? Because here's, here's my thought, you know? If I, I, I need to grab the stuff I know I want, like to use the next few days, or, or things I need, right? Um, 
whatever. And, and then I'll have, I have like, there's still like a lot of stuff over at my apartment. And then if I don't find myself thinking, uh, I need to go get that or find myself going and getting it from the old apartment after a month or two, then obviously I don't need it. Right. It's just sitting there in my old apartment, unused, uh, neglected, and obviously it's just superfluous, worldly possessions, uh, and I can get rid of it in one way or another. Either by giving it away, you know, to Goodwill, or putting it in the dumpster, or uh, having a garage sale, depending on how much energy I have, or depending on what it is, right? That's... I think that's my that's my line of thought right now. But ideally, I really do need to try to figure out how to like sublease, uh, sub or sublet that other apartment because that I really <laughs> it's probably not the the wisest thing for me to do to move out of it that soon when it was when I still had the lease on that place all the way till November. But I was just like going crazy. I was just like I didn't mean to stay there that long. Like I meant to move out so many times sooner, but I. Every time the lease renewal came up, I was in like a really bad place, like bad frame of mind. Like I was in the middle of so many other things, I couldn't concentrate on finding a new place to move. But I should have just like gone and lived with a friend or something, right? I don't know. It was bad. But I'm really happy I'm here now. I can just like breathe again. Some days I like really couldn't breathe. It's just like I was like trapped in there in my apartment. I just hearing my neighbors stomping around nonstop. I just wanted some quiet. And I, and I couldn't, I didn't even have like a porch to go sit on, no sunshine or fresh air. Uh, if I wanted to go to like a, go walk around in, in peace and quiet, I had to go like drive to the park. It was just not good for me. Not, I mean, obviously I'm being picky. It was, I'm very thankful to even have like my own apartment, but it, you know what I mean? Hopefully. I don't want to seem like spoiled or something. Obviously, I am spoiled a little bit to even even be able to afford an apartment and a house at the same time, even for a little while. I mean, I don't think I can afford it, but I mean, it is happening. But, you know, let's, I'll try to be productive right now. <laughs> try not to rest back on my laurels while I'm sitting here. Let's just say I have a I have a country home here. And a beach beach house there in Wilmington. That's what we'll call it. I'm living the posh life, whether I should be or not. <laughs> um, let's see what else. Yeah, I'm so yeah, but yeah. The idea is move out here and get healthy mind, body, spirit. And part of that is I'm trying to exercise more. I've got my little workshop out back. I'm yeah. I'm gonna do a, like a full house tour. In like a little while, it might be a few days, it might be a week, it might be, honestly, it might be a month, I don't know. Just because I don't want the whole house tour to be, and I'm going to put this here, and I'm going to put this here. Like I want to actually have a few things set up how I like them, right? And I'm kind of a slow mover sometimes because I'm sitting around making videos and, and, my, and stuff clutters up instead of, I mean, it piles up instead of me actually doing what I need to be doing with it. Um, So... Let me at least, you know, get the washer-dryer plugged in instead of me pointing to where the washer-dryer's gonna be in the house tour. Y'all picking up what I'm putting down? Anyway, so I'm also trying to exercise. I've got the little, little workshop out back, and I've got, like, a few, like, 
Wait, what's the difference between dumbbells and barbells? Dumbbells are like the little ones. It's like one in each hand, right? And barbells is like a big one for both hands. I've got some, I've got some of the little ones. I can't, I don't know which one it is, which way it is, you know? So I've been pumping some iron and I'm trying to do some more cardio. And my first thought, um, I have like a, a long time ago, I got a jump rope because I thought I had a similar thought a long time ago of doing cardio. I probably got it five years ago, a jump rope, right? And it's like a nice fitness jump rope. Uh, like it's got like, it probably says, I think it says fitness on the handle somewhere. But the problem with this is it like whips around really fast. And I, and then when you're out of shape and, and you're not like really good at jump roping, it makes you feel really bad at jump roping and it makes your feet feel really big and clumsy. Like you're, it's like catching on you all the time. I don't think I ever got more than like three or four or five like consecutive jumps on this jump rope before I was out there on the driveway before I ended up jumping right on it and like breaking the cable out of one of the handles so that, that it was just over. But I like, I kind of like running better anyway. So I thought, let me just go running. I like running. So I put my headphones in, got my phone. It's kind of weird to run with a phone because you gotta, gotta hold it. I thought maybe if I really get into this, I'll get like a little, what do people run with? Those armbands? I don't really like those armbands, but maybe like a little, I, do they make, still make the little iPod shuffles or iPod nanos or whatever? Or do people use like, those eye watches or something. I don't know how it works. Well, hey, what about Fitbits? What do you guys know about Fitbits? I have to look into that. What are the, what, do those just, um, do those just track your steps or, or what do those do? I mean, if I run every day like I want to, I like to, it'd be cool to be able to track it like that. Can I listen to music on a Fitbit or does it just track your steps and your heartbeat and how fat you are and stuff? I don't know. I'll, I'll Google it. I'll Google it. Can we all form a club, the Fitbit club, and watch each other's steps? Anyways, there's, uh, so I just, what I do is I, what I do when I, let me drink some water. My throat, can you guys tell my throat's a little bit dry? My phone's not on vibrate. All right. What I do is I go out my driveway and I pop a left along the road. It's like a little two lane country highway. So what I mean by that is the, the, the speed limit is like 45 or 55, but everybody goes 65 or 75 or 80. In fact, even the cops do. And you, the cops will probably pull you over for going the speed limit because they'll think you're on drugs or doing something suspicious that you don't want to break the law while you do this other suspicious thing, like having a dead body in your trunk or something, right? Everybody's just blasting along down this road. Anyway, so I run down it. I run down the left side so that I can see any cars that are coming my way along the road. I try to take long, uh, like really 
like relaxed, lengthy strides. And, uh, but before too long, I, I start to feel the pain in my calves, in my legs, the tightness in my chest. And the pain reminds me why I'm out there, you know. Reminds me that I'm working hard. It feels good. And I don't, I don't have any end goal in mind for how far I'm running. I just, I just set a timer on my phone. In this case, pretty short, 10 or 15 minutes, or I'm just going to run, right? I don't like setting, I don't write, I don't like running for a specific distance. I like running for a specific amount of time. That's just a personal preference for me. And then later I can look on the map, see where I ran to and see how, how far I ran in that amount of time. I think there are apps though on my phone, maybe with Fitbit too. I don't know, like with like Nike run or something. There's probably a lot of different apps that like track your running and tell you how far you ran. Anyway, so I run and I run. I'm pretty good. I'm pretty good at keeping on running and never stopping and taking a walking break, even to my, even to my own chagrin the next day. I'm pretty good. I mean, even if I come to like, like one of those jogs, that's even barely more than a walk. I will not stop to walk until the timer goes off. So I run and run and run. And every now and then a car comes along the other way. So I have to get off the road and I end up running through this tall grass on the shoulder, which makes me uh, tuck back into my mind the fact that I really need to do a, I'll really need to do a tick check when I get home and take a shower. You don't want to get ticks. So I run and run and run. And eventually the timer on my phone goes off and I, I stop and I look both ways and I cross the road. Every now and then while you're running, you get get like a modified version of a it, while you're running or or driving or pretty much doing anything near the road, you get a you can out here on these country roads, pretty much is the only place this happens. You can get a modified version of a biker wave that is when someone's riding along with their hand on top of the steering wheel and you just get the index finger, and maybe their ring finger raised up, just like a little, it's a very casual, but a very friendly wave. It's very, there's a, in, it's in that little gesture, there's an intense sense of community there. I, and I like it a lot. And I, as I was running, you know, with my hands down near my sides or walking along, I, you know, I do a little biker wave back to them. Don't raise your hand up and wave like an idiot. Just a little, just a little gesture, like, just like that. So then I get to the end of my run. The timer goes off. I cross the road, start heading back the other way, and that's when I begin my daily constitutional. I take my shirt off at this point, let the sun beat down on my bare shoulders and back and my, my very white upper, upper arms. My stomach hangs out. And even though the inside of my chest still feels tight, the rest of me isn't that tight. And that's why I'm out there. And it feels good. 
I walk back, and at this point I can start to take in the scenery a little bit. There's a lot of overgrown pine trees and oak trees, with lots of weeds growing up in between them. Power lines going along one side of the road. And splotched in between all of this, there's little patches of farmland and fields and little farmhouses, sometimes big farmhouses, sometimes fences in which there are cows and horses. Today I saw a painted horse. I think I did at least. I don't really know all the names for paint for horses, but is that when it's like is that when the horse looks like a like a cow? When it's like white with brown spots? That's what I saw today. What's it what's it called when a horse is white with brown spots? I saw one of those today. It didn't it didn't even notice me though. Didn't even didn't even cast a glance in my direction, but I cast one or two in its direction. In a particularly long and desolate stretch of the road on the way back, it was very sunny. I realized that you can get a lot farther in a 10 or 15 minute run than you'd think at first thought. And I walked and walked back. Just my thoughts. I don't listen to music on the way back because I like to listen to the birds chirping and my heavy breathing. I do listen to music while I run, partly for motivation and a bit of a, like a musical, like the beat kind of keeps you going, but also because I, I've realized that if I can hear myself breathing heavily, then I, then I start to realize how tired I am. But if I drown out my own heavy breathing with some music, then I don't really realize how heavy I, I mean, how tired I am as much. But I was walking along this long, long stretch of road, long, straight, and sunny, and a couple of ladies in a pickup truck zoomed past me and then slammed on the brakes and stopped and backed up and said, where are you walking to, honey? Need a ride? And I, I said, no, I'm all right, thank you. I live right up here. And this, I don't remember what they said, but all I know is that the more someone talks to, at least talks to me in a Southern accent like that, and I've noticed this happen to my mom as well, especially when she's on the phone with someone with a thick Southern accent, that her Southern accent gets thicker as well. And my, <laughs> these ladies had the thickest Southern accent, and mine... <laughs> started getting so thick, but I told him I was all right and that I was just going for a run, that I lived right down the road. So they headed on. <laughs> it's funny how people talking to you one way affects you, affects you to talk in a certain way as well. I don't know if it's just um, some sort of wanting to fit in or like subconsciously, like, I don't know. <laughs> so then I got home, took a nice long shower. Not too long, because I'm on septic now, but long enough. I feel like there could be a family of four here. 
I can take all of their showers, as far as I'm concerned. Did a tick check. There were no ticks. And, and I felt good. Walking back after running like that, I felt some kind of in, invigorated and alive that I hadn't felt in a long time. Like I hadn't been running in a long time. It used to be, I mean, there have been times in my life, like this seems to be the story of my life, that I go through phases like this, ups and downs. Uh, there have been times in my life where I have run regularly, but I haven't ever done it regularly for a long period of time, unfortunately. I'm hoping that I will now get into the habit of it. I think, I don't know what the secret of it, secret to it is, I guess just doing it every day, no matter, no matter what, I don't know. Or maybe it's every other day. No, no, it's every day. I mean, but what if you're sick? What if it's raining really hard? I mean, I don't mind running in the rain. I just don't want to get my phone wet, I guess. But you can't let something silly like that hold you back. <clears throat> that was starting to get a little dizzy there. That was a weird amount of content. Well, so what's your guys' favorite kind of pants? Um, including short pants. I mean, we're talking, uh, jeans, khakis, slacks, jeggings, yoga. I'm, I'm sure I'm forgetting some Cargo pants. Chinos. Um, joggers. I'm wearing joggers right now. Just good old-fashioned pants. You can't really go wrong with a good pair of pants. When you've got a good pair of pants, it's hard to... You wear them one day, and it's just difficult. I mean, you pick them up the next day, take a whiff. If I mean, in my case, sometimes I don't ever... You know, I don't even take them off. Take a shower, put them right back on again, sleep in them, wake up in them, still wearing them. Wear holes in them, you know. It's just difficult not to wear them. They they fit, they feel good. And if you're lucky, they look good. But they don't even gotta look good. You just gotta feel good in them. Your legs and everything. Just sitting right there. Gotta feel good sitting in them. Gotta feel good standing in them, walking in them, maybe running in them, maybe doing splits and gymnastics, Cirque du Soleil stuff. Who knows? What do you guys think I should do out in the workshop there? I'm thinking of, you know, like, stuff I can do. Like, I, I don't know, I'm just not in the right frame of, frame of mind. Uh, I, I, don't, I don't have things planned out. I don't have ideas because I'm not used to being able to do things out in a workshop that I couldn't normally do inside, you know? Carving stuff, maybe? Wood carving? Marble? I saw a website where you could order big, huge hunks of marble, marble and carve away at them. Well, I, wonder what, I wonder how hard that is. I'm sure it'd be very, very easy to lose a finger, or part of a finger, or a big hunk of arm or something, or an eye. If, you know, do you use like a chisel and a hammer with, it, with marble? And then it like slips and boom, there goes your eye. Just Lewis, 
Lewis brailed yourself. Except he did it with, with leather and then all. I remember when I was a little... Either I, we read as a family, or someone read to me, like my mom or someone, a, a story about this school for the blind. Like some kids... I think it was a true story, but it might not have been. Some kids were playing with fireworks. <laughs> this seems kind of... Um, What's that word? Anyway, they were playing with fireworks, and they went. Someone, the fireworks blew up in one of the kids' face, and he went blind. So then he had to go for to a school for the blind. And on April Fool's Day, all the blind people were sitting around. All the blind kids were sitting around eating their hamburgers. But on April Fool's Day, the staff of the school put pieces of cardboard in their hamburgers. And it didn't make sense to me. In the book, it seemed like these blind people were chewing away on the cardboard. Like they couldn't figure out what it was. I feel like that would be super easy to figure out. Like the first time your teeth touched it, you would pull it right out of your mouth and stick your finger in between those buns and be like, oh, there's a piece of cardboard in my sandwich. This didn't make sense. But I feel like that was... must. I think maybe that was just supposed to teach me, even though the actual fireworks part was only like a very tiny part of the story, maybe the whole point of that was to teach me to be careful with fireworks. I'm not sure I ever actually learned that. I remember I was, I spent two Fourth of Julys in Chicago. Those have been some crazy Fourth of Julys, really good ones. One of them, I was at my aunt and uncle's house. My A couple of my cousins were there. And we were just out in the back alley, and I don't think fireworks are particularly legal there in Chicago. But nonetheless, everybody has a great number of them, and they're all setting them off in the back alley. The only thing everyone was careful to do was to... I mean, everyone's out there, and this alley we were in had the um, L tracks running right over it. Uh, the L is the 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 transit, the train that goes around, you know. I used to ride that everywhere. Everywhere. Um, but the only thing they were careful to do was to not set off any fireworks when the train was coming around. Because I think maybe the fireworks was like a misdemeanor, but like hitting a train with a firework, that was something else entirely. But yeah, people had like all these crazy, you know, like the mortars, you know, and of course, those things always, inevitably, one of those gets lit and then falls over and then goes off. And everyone, as soon as that thing even gives a hint of falling over, everyone scatters and goes running, screaming and yelling, hooting and hollering. And the, that mortar goes scooting and bumping across the ground. And it's just a huge explosion. They're, they look big up in the sky, but it looks even bigger when it's down just on the on the ground right in front of you. It's amazing nobody gets hurt more than they do. I mean, I'm sure they get hurt a lot, but it's crazy. And then the another 4th of July, I was in Pilsen, which is a neighborhood of Chicago, and it was crazy. Like, the smokes, the, excuse me, the streets were full of smoke. And no, nobody could drive through anything because everyone just had all their chairs out on the street. 
all their barbecues out out in the street, and they were just setting out. They there in Pilsen, they just set set off your fireworks right out in the middle of the street. After you know, it's like nighttime. It is, and if you're walking down the street, it just sounds like you're in a war zone because everyone, all the firecrackers and fireworks going off. You see all the lights flashing around you. There's clouds of smoke rolling through the alleyways. It's very intense, very exciting. So much better just to go hang out, watch fireworks in the neighborhood than to go down the Lakeshore Drive and watch the uh, quote-unquote official fireworks show from the from the pier or whatever. Get stuck in a crowd for one or two hours just to watch this flimsy little thing. Their, their, their little show, you know. The worst thing about fireworks shows for me is how they like drag on and on, right? Just like, and then they have like, the, and then they have these little fake finales. It's like, this is the finale, right? No, it's not the finale. And then some, these, some of these fireworks shows really drag on for way too long. 15 minutes of fireworks is really far too much. And then you get to the finale, right? Everyone loves the finale. And they know, if, if they know everyone loves the finale so much, why not make the whole show the finale? I mean, maybe, I look, I would be fine. I'll be fine with them taking all of the fireworks they have that they stretched over five, I mean, that they stretched over 15 minutes and compressing them into one finale-like show that only took like three or four minutes. Just squish it down. I know that they would probably get complaints from people that they, you know, they spent you know, an hour on the train and an hour walking in the crowd and everything just for three or four minutes. But I mean, is three or four minutes that different than 15 minutes when you spent an hour and a half getting there? Not really. People are going to... People that complain are going to complain anyways. I mean, I'm complaining. I mean, I would probably find a way to complain about that too. So, you just, but it doesn't mean it can't be improved. Like those, uh, what was that city where they had like those fireworks shows on, set up on the barge and someone pressed the wrong button and every single firework went off at once. It lasted like 30 seconds. It just like, it looked like huge apocalyptic fireballs floating up into the sky that now that's something you don't see every day fireworks shows i mean you can you can see a good one of the best fireworks shows i've ever seen was at the end of a minor league baseball game that was cool because they set it off from the middle of the baseball field and we were standing there right in the stands so we were very close to all of the fireworks instead of sometimes you go to a fireworks show and it's very far away even even like the designated watching place is very far away. And, and then if you get it some some secondary, you know, like, hey, I think we can, you know, I, th- I think we can see it from over here on the shore, over here on this hill. I think we can see it up here on this balcony at the hotel. I think we can see it. Sometimes it's just not that great. But I went to a Greensboro Grasshoppers baseball game. At the end of that day, one set off a very, very respectable fireworks show and... And it was just like right there in your face. They just pulled a, they just pulled a big trailer right out into the middle of the field, and just blasted everyone in the face. And we left in the middle of the fireworks show. We left during it, weaving our way in between everyone. There, people were like standing around on the plaza, you know, like between the different parts of the bleachers. People were just standing there, looking up into the 
the bright lit, bright explosion lit sky slack-jawed, and I realized how easy it would have been to just pickpocket almost every single one of them. Everyone was, was, everyone was totally engrossed with the show. You could get away with almost anything at that point. It was a good fireworks show, even though we left in the middle of it. It was probably my best one that I remember. And sometimes there's fireworks that... How did that happen again? Sometimes there's fireworks... Excuse me, that like spell out things like U-S-A. And then sometimes like... I don't know how they have assurances that the U will come out not looking like a weird N, right? Or the A will look like a weird V or something. It seems like usually they do pop up right, but I have definitely seen like a sideways S before. And if you're on the other side of the fireworks show, it'll look like a five or something. It's a cool idea. It's a cool idea, but I just don't know. Now the cool, I don't know how you do this in person, but the and some people, of course, spend, just like concerts, some people spend way too much time recording fireworks shows on their phones instead of watching it. I'm already of the opinion that fireworks shows aren't that cool when they're too long. What is even less cool is watching a recording of someone's fireworks show. Take one picture or one snap, but you don't got to hold down your Snapchat thing the whole time. Everyone's going to skip through that and skip past it. Nobody wants to see that. But the one way I think is really cool to watch a fireworks show that I've seen, a recording of a fireworks show, is those people that get drones to fly through fireworks shows as they're happening. I don't know, maybe it's just dumb luck that the drones don't get hit and they're just playing the odds, right? No, there's a lot of space up there. The drone is small, the actual firework is small, it probably won't get hit. Maybe they have some other method of making sure that the drone won't get, actually just get nailed by an anti-drone firework. But you don't realize, like, when you're sitting there looking at the fireworks go up in the sky, they look kind of flat in 2D. But when you see these drone, this drone footage, because the drones are like moving around and through the fireworks, you realize that it's like each firework is like a, like a, like a ball. You know, it's like a sphere. It's very cool. It's very cool. Google it. You know, YouTube it. That's neat. Sorry for talking about that for so long. Fireworks. I used to be, I used to want to be, there was a point in my life, I've wanted to be a lot of different things. And one of them, at one point in my life, was to be a professional pyrotechnician. I, I knew a guy when I, I used to be, I used to work at the youth camp, you know, and I, one of the counselors there, was a pyrotechnician. Like, he made fireworks and stuff. It's a pretty cool job. I don't know what kind of college degree you get to do that. Probably some sort of chemical engineering or something. But it's pretty sweet. I bet he's even more bored of... Like, at that point, I don't know, do you get really bored of fireworks shows? Or do you get really interested in them because you like thinking about the little things that go into each and every firework that explodes and... You can, you know, you're just watching it, thinking what that person did well, what they did wrong. You're thinking maybe they should have adjusted the order of the fireworks, and maybe they adjusted the timers. Like, did fireworks have timers? Do you time them? You know, adjust the little dial on the side, so to choose, you know, like when it goes off. To you know, is it like a shallow pop or a high pop? 
don't know. I guess it's all computerized these days, isn't it? You just have like a big rack of launchers, and like a little computer console. It just there's probably like some sort of uh, there's probably some sort of computer program just this, that's made just for launching commercial fireworks pro shows, you know. And then you just slide all the different fireworks you got in there, drop down lists, you know, and then you you press start. Now, what happened with those barges uh, that all where all the fireworks went off at the same time? What happened there is probably he's, all the all the start times were set to exactly the, sa the same time instead of a staggered start. They probably just didn't finish setting up the show, like they dragged in all the fireworks into the program, right? Got this one, this one, this one, this one. And then you're supposed to go through each one and choose when they each go off. Like, doo -doo -doo -doo. this one, this one. But then uh, one guy was like, all right, I finished. But no, he probably said, all right, I finished dragging them in. Just got to just gotta sequence them now. And then, can you do that? I got to go, got to go pee. And then the other guy, all, all the other guy heard was, all right, I finished. So then the other guy thought it was all set up. And then when the time came, he just pressed start, and they all went off at once. That's what I think happened, in my unprofessional, um, ignorant opinion. That's what I think happened. I'm pretty, actually, I'm like really sure that's exactly what happened. And I'd like to see that happen more. I would. Anyways, uh, what's up with you guys? Guys been up to anything cool? Um, been... Making any proprietary software for launching fireworks or anything like that. I mean, I think you'd do pretty well. If you make a proprietary software for launching fireworks, there should be an error message, a warning message that pops up that tells you that they're all set to go off at exactly the same time, okay? Now, there's a good chance that that error message did come up and the guy clicked OK instantly without reading it because it was um, a crucial moment when the show was supposed to start. He's like, I just got to start it, right? Just got to start it. Like it was probably timed along with some music or something. Like I just got to start. Can't be reading error messages right now. It's probably something unimportant anyways. No, but what have y'all been up to? Uh, I personally, what have I been up to? I moved, started exercising, I got to learn how to take care of chickens, feed them crap, I, free, I feed the chickens cracked corn, right, they liked bread, they like, they like ripped up pieces of bread and popcorn and broken, broken um, tortilla chips, I've learned that, that's about it really. My mattress came in the mail yesterday, or maybe it was this morning. I think it was this morning. Yeah, it was definitely this morning because I haven't slept in it yet, but I also wouldn't sleep on the floor with it here. It's in a box. I'll record myself opening it up because it, if it's anything like the mattresses I've bought on the internet before, they come kind of shrink wrapped uh, and then you like cut them open and they like explode out. Kind of like... Um, have you ever gotten those 
those cans of biscuits where you like twist them and then they just pop and explode and scare the crap out of you. It's kind of like that, except it's a giant queen-size mattress. Yeah, I went queen-size instead of king-size this time. I think I might have just been biting off more than I could chew with the king-size, because most of the bed was covered in uh, laundry most of the time with the king-sized. So it was a little bit silly. Queen-size still good. Still plenty of room for things. And I have some sheets. Gotta put on that. I don't remember what kind of mattress I got, but I remember it had the word the words green tea in the description. So I'm expecting it to look like an Arizona can. You guys know what I'm talking about? I'm gonna sleep on that tonight. It's gonna be good. I'm gonna have that new mattress smell. That new mattress slumber. Mm. It's gonna be a juicy sleep. Can't wait. I might go open that up right after I finish recording this, in fact. Right now it's 9.32 p.m. Lately I've been uh, staying up till about 2 or 3 a.m. But really I'd like to get on a more, like a regular daytime schedule. You know, waking up earlier in the morning, going to bed at a regular sleepy time. Because really the only, I had a very messed up sleep schedule um, when I lived at the apartment because my neighbors were so loud. So I would I preferred to sleep during the day while they were loud because I'm pretty good at sleeping through almost anything. I, would, I preferred to sleep, the, sleep during the day and then be awake during the night while everyone was asleep and I could work in peace and quiet. But now I'm very happy to have this place where I can work in peace and quiet uh, even during the day. Even during the day. Sometimes the chickens do make some little clucking sounds and the rooster goes cock-a-doodle-doo, uh, but that's all right. It's all right. Mm -hmm. You forget that thing where like the top of your mouth is itchy and then you, like the back of the top of your mouth is itchy and you're like trying to do, you do this like this weird thing with your tongue where you're like trying to scratch it with your tongue. I don't know. Yeah. Well, it just happened to me. That's all I'm saying. So if you're hearing like some weird mouth noises, that's what's going on. Well, that's like about it for me. I don't really have anything else to say. My head's like kind of empty. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But I know I was like trying to make these more than an hour long. But sometimes I found that you just... You can't really force things like that. When you force it, the quality goes down. Just gotta let it go how it goes. That's more my style. So that's what I'm gonna do, all right? So thank you all for for, for listening. Hope you're all doing okay. And, uh... <coughs> sorry. No, until next time. Goodbye. Goodbye. I love you. Oh, also, it seems like there seems to be this recurring problem well, it seems like only it's a problem to me in that I feel like I might be, in the back of my head, I feel like I might be repeating myself a lot. I'm saying all these things in, like I'm making these videos, these Patreon videos where I talk a lot. Like I make real-time Patreon videos and I make these podcasts and I talk a lot on Twitch. And I'm saying things everywhere 
And then everywhere I'm saying things, I'm wondering if I've already said all these things on one of these other platforms, YouTube, Twitch, Patreon. But I don't know, I don't really know why I'm worrying about it so much because I feel like people don't really mind if I repeat, if I, re if I repeat myself and say a story or recount some fact over and over again, because so far it seems like I'm the only one that's complained about it. Uh, so, so I don't even know why I'm saying it right now, but oh, just sharing a struggle with you. That's, I guess that's why. So I guess in the future, I will just try to, um, say things, but regardless of whether or not I think I might have said them already and you guys can put up with me maybe saying them twice and that's okay. Hopefully. All right. All right. Cool. All right. Goodbye. Go, all right. Goodbye for real now. All right.